listening to The Jim Show. I hope Jacob knows what he's getting himself into. This is Make a Break Turn. Live from New York. I mean, this is a big deal. This is going to get millions of views. JCS episode 38. I am here with a very, very talented artist. He's graced us with his presence. It's Shun God. Yes, sir. What's Welcome up, to the man? show, man. I appreciate dude. I, I know I told you this already pre-show, but I really appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, for sure, man. I appreciate you having me, bro. For real. It feels like uh, we, we had talked about, I forget how long ago it was, but we had talked about having you on already. You know, some stuff came up and, uh, but no, it seems like uh, perhaps this was, this meeting was, was meant to happen, man. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. For sure, man. We, I think well, that was like a couple months ago. We chopped it up about me being on then some kind of way the message got lost in my DM, but we connected, man. It was meant to be, bro. That's what I said. I know you're a, a you're a busy guy. And B, you are, you're one of, I think, the most, at least that I've seen, the most promising and the most successful to this point up and coming artists. I hesitate, maybe I shouldn't even call you upcoming. Where would you say you're at at your career right now? Because I know you have a collaboration with Puma. You have, the production value also sticks out to me. Talk to me about where you're at with that. Oh, man, I would, uh, I've been in it since like 2016. I dropped my first project, but I still say I'm kind of up and coming. You know, I'm not new, but uh, I'm up and coming for sure because, you know, it's, it's it's a lot of growth there. A lot of growth we got to do. A lot of more people we got to reach. But uh, it's 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 just now starting to really kind of connect, though. Like, I know you mentioned the Puma, the Puma collab and stuff like that. So, you know, I started to dive into the streetwear game, which is, you know, all hip-hop to me at the end of the day. So once I started to dive into there, you know, then uh, the collab started to come and then, you know, now I'm kind of blending it with the music. So, yeah. So, so that was going to be another one of my questions. I was actually going to burn it later on in the show. Right oh, now, you said you got bad. into this. What's up? I said my bad. <laughs> oh, no, 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 dude, you're good. You're good. This is a pocket. It free flows. You know, it doesn't have any form. It's good because I wanted to get to this question anyways. Mm-hmm. In every single post I see you, impeccable fashion sense dude like i gotta say that was the other thing i was gonna bring up i don't think i've ever seen a post where you haven't been just the the, i don't know something about the style (laughs) man it's just it's impeccable so is that do you do any type of like fashion modeling or anything like that along Mm -hmm. with the with the the record making i mean like talk to me i I, you know i'm so interested in that yeah man so really some people call it modeling but to me it's it's I kind of feel like the influencer tag is kind of like new age model kind of, but I see, you know, models are influencers too, but I would say it's an influencer just cause it's a better term. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, I kind of hopped into that game cause that was something that I've always was doing. You know, if you ask anybody that knows, you know, Sean God, they'll tell you like, yeah, he's always been in the sneakers. That's like one of the main topics that people come to me and try to get my opinions on is anything sneaker related. And, you know, and with the sneakers comes the, the, the streetwear fashion, the jerseys, the tees, graphic tees, you know, stuff like that. And honestly and truly, I started to hop into the streetwear game just to solely create an image that I didn't see other artists doing for their music. And I was trying to like, kind of like, okay, in my time of being dormant and not releasing music, how else can I keep my audience engaged? 
So I kind of hopped in the game solely for that because I'm like, I don't see no artists really taking this approach to their to they imagery, you know what I'm saying, actually putting on the image. And it was something that was just natural for me because it was something that I always done. And then I seen people that was doing it on Instagram and I was like, man, these guys are not flyer than me. <laughs> so I was like, man, look, let me hop into this and actually see what I can do. And then that eventually came with collabs, you know, as I started to be consistent, like brands started to reach out to me and wanted to collab with me. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. But dude, that, that I didn't even think about it like that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it's, it's almost like a, in terms of, cause I kind of struggle with this as a creative too. There was a time where I had taken, I think two, three month break. And that was always in the back of my head was, Oh, how do I keep the people? And I'm again, I don't have the biggest audience, but how do I keep the people that watch my stuff entertained? So I would do shorter form content. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about it like that, man. It just seemed like, and I guess this is a mark towards your marketing campaign. It just seemed like something that's like, Hey, listen, I dress fantastically and you guys are going to, you guys are going to know about it regardless, you know? Yeah, and then you get, you get all these like really, really nice, 18 you know uh hd high quality videos where you're walking through it's just dude it's fantastic so talk to me about the puma collab because that was another thing i was really curious about you said they reached out to you through that how did they did they go to you through instagram i mean how did that process play out so um really man they reached out to me like and and how what i think it is is you know you have these um influencer, uh, what do you call them? Like campaign managers for these different companies. They're on the, on Instagram, so, you know, looking for people to actually do the, do different collabs with different influencers. And the way I market really, man, is uh, I really just basically to give, I give away the blueprint. I don't really care. I really just, <laughs> I really just be in. So say for instance, I found, I see an influencer that has a, a, a decent size following that's bigger than mine. Even some influencers that have following smaller than mine, but they're in the same niche as mine. I just go in and interact with their following. And then, you know, in turn that they'll look at my page and just be like, yo, his content is dope. He's fly too. How about I follow him and interact with his content? So as I was doing that, just trying to grow my following up, I think that I probably ran across some of these campaign managers that work for Puma, that work for Pro Kids. I worked with Pro Kids before, Culture Kings. Uh, right now, I'm still uh, in a deal with Fashion Nova. I'm doing, you know, got a deal going with them. So I think that as I'm doing my social media marketing on Instagram, I'm encountering these people and probably um, ending up, you know, just from my interactions and everything, ending up on the Explore page. So that's another place where a lot of people find me. And then, you know, you can get the contact in, in the bio, email, and then they reach out to me, man. I I don't think that I've reached out to one brand that I've worked with. They've all reached out to me, man, just for me being consistent with the content. You're also just a talented dude, man. Everything I see, you know, not even speaking from the influencer side, just it's funny because, you know, maybe some people coming to your page would know you as an influencer, but the reason I got put on to you is the music. So I hope that people, you know, they see, oh, like this kid, he looks, you know, he, he dresses really well. He's working with Puma. He's working with Fashion Nova. And then they find the music side because the music mm-hmm. side is I, I, you are, and I'm not blowing small. You know, I wouldn't lie to you. You are probably the most talented, just, I, I'd say again, up and coming might be, but you, you're not new, but at the same time you are up and coming. I think yeah, you are the yeah. most up, the, the most talented up and coming artist that I've heard thus far, because you put 
it's it seems like you put so much into your music, but it's also it, it almost feels effortless. It's a weird thing <laughs> to describe. Like the it sounds like your lyrics are not coming completely from you. Like there's some other influence there in terms of I, I don't I don't know how to describe it, man. Yeah, 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 man. And, and, and it's crazy as you said, it is effortless because that's part of the reason that I actually started, you know what I'm saying, making the music because when I started to get into the music, everybody started to like it. And it was just like, you know, it was just like, man, let me see what I can really do with this. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was pretty much from the first thing I've ever wrote. And people was like, man, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta try to put, to, put together some stuff. And then it was just like, the more people started to tell me like, yo, this dope, this dope. I like this verse. I like this little uh, freestyle you did. Then it was just like, dang, this is kind of coming easy to me. And what my approach was is, uh, maybe this is God telling me, <laughs> you know, this is your purpose. This is what you need to be doing. You know what I'm saying? You got an influence or, you know, uh, I'm presenting you with this, this newly found, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, talent that you blessed with. Why not see where you could take it? So definitely. yeah, dude, it, I, I can't, I can't describe it as anything else, but I feel like a gift for you. Cause it, again, it, it, you know, you get the feeling through the production and the mixing. I know you have a really solid team behind you. I'm sure. Do you, uh, this is a quick offshoot question. Do you have guys obviously producing, mixing your tracks, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, man. I got a couple producers that I work with and uh, I link with some online as well. I got an engineer that I work with, uh, you know, you see the photographers, videographers. Yeah. I also yeah. got a creative director. So, yeah, man, we solid, man. We solid. We solid. Yeah, dude. So it, it seems like you got a really talented team behind you. But again, when it comes to just strictly your lyricism and the the messaging that you get out through your music. Like for me, a guy I'll be up even after we had, you know, the, the couple months ago, even after the talks had kind of like fallen through for a show, I would mm -hmm. still, if I was up at like 3am and I was editing something for this show, I would be mm -hmm. listening to your stuff. Cause that's just the type of vibe I feel like I get from it, which is like, a, you know, I'm, I meant to do this. And mm -hmm. so let me put in that work to get to where I need to be. So I don't know if that's, I, I'd assume that kind of is the target feeling that you're going for with the, the, the tracks, dude, you, you killed it, man. You killed it. And I know you have another EP coming up. That's in se seven days. Yep. And we're a seven week days. away, man. We're a week talk away, me, bro. Talk to me about that. Cause I heard a couple tracks off of it. I know we talked already. I love most of the stuff I've heard from there. Uh, Salah is mm -hmm. my personal favorite so far. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but yeah, yeah that's right. That's um, right. Just talk to me about the process with that, man. Are you excited? I mean, you know, what's what's been the the process of crafting that EP like? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hey, before I start, man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you checking out the music, all of that, man, for sure. But um, yeah, man, I'm hella excited, super excited, man. Just because I feel like this is a this is a step up from my last EP, Rain Man in the Glove, you know. And I'm, I'm kind of keeping pace with the four track EP. So, you know, uh, super excited, man. We was up, actually up in New York getting all the content for it. You know, I got uh, still got videos in the bag that we still haven't released. And um, yeah, man, the process of putting it together was just really, man, just in the studio cooking up, you know what I'm saying? Just cooking up. I, what, I, what I usually do is, I, you know, just I usually just create, man, I create. And then when I'm done with the songs, I got a big, you know, batch of songs that I just keep. And then I just pick and choose which ones sound the best together and then uh, try to really formulate, you know, different concepts around it. So 
for this one, this EP is the most high. So it's kind of it's kind of layered to it, and we actually about to be dropping some content that's kind of explaining the, la- the layers to it too. So I'm hella excited about this one, bro. That, yeah, again, dude. I, I mean, I'm I'm personally obviously obviously excited for it, but I feel like another thing you've done well, and I watched that New York vlog, New York City vlog, is you have the content, and you're right, dude. I don't I don't I haven't seen any other artists do that where they can like layer content around their music. You know, you see guys, I feel like this is my personal opinion and I'm, I'm relatively new to this type of space, this sphere, but I feel like either guys are, are really talented in terms of being an artist and being on mic, or they're really talented at building up that audience around. But it seems like you're really, really good at both in the sense that you have a marketable, marketable personality, you have uh, serious skills and you just know how to like build that audience around it. So yeah, dude, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm stoked to hear it. I gotta say. <laughs> hey, definitely, man. And and just to piggyback off what you said, that's kind of like, that was kind of my approach. Cause you know, everything that I do is, is, is very much organic. Like I said, I've always been in the sneakers. Everyone that knows me knows that, um, Man, I tell my I tell my homies all the time when they be like, "Man, you really doing it big?" I'd be like, "Bro, we really I'm really just doing the stuff that we was doing early on Instagram. Like when I was a freshman and sophomore in college when Instagram wasn't as big as it was, we would get fly, throw on fits, we would go in the yard, make sure we get somebody to take our pictures for the day and we'll post them, you know what I'm saying? So, it was just like everything was real organic and I really I really had a um just a mentality of I really look at this as a brand. I don't really look at it as me as an artist. You know what I'm saying? I really look at it as a brand. And I know when you're selling anything, everything has to be full circle. So not only does the music have to sound good, the content around it has to be good. You know what I'm saying? And the music videos got to be right. And, you know, the concepts got to be down there. I mean, got to be there. And, you know, and it's, it's just like, just trying to keep everything full circle, keep everything at a high, high quality level. And uh, keeping it consistent, man. That's the main thing right there for sure. You seem like such a, a forward thinking dude in everything that you do. Again, it, you can, it comes through in the music. What are your expectations for the future? So obviously the EB comes out in about seven mm-hmm. days. Seven days, not about seven days. Yeah. Talk to me about where you take this from there. Are you trying to expand, obviously, on the marketing side? Like, Just talk to me about your plans for the future. Mm-hmm. So... For the future, we got uh, we got a couple more EPs in the bag, so we're not slowing down with the music, but <clears throat> really just, like I said, like building a brand, you know what I'm saying, to where it's like Marshawn or Sean God is not only just an artist, he's a, uh, an influencer, but, you know, I, I also, you know, finna step up the merch game, just really trying to create different streams of income around it, around the influence that I have, you know, so, and really keeping, like, the music was always the main was always the main thing. I just really incorporated the sneakers and the fashion just because, like I said, all of that is hip hop to me. So at the end of the day, like just really continuing doing what I what I've been doing for years, you know what I'm saying? And really just trying to, you know, find that audience to where I can actually monetize it. So at the end of the day, I'll be getting paid to be Shun God. So that's really what it is. Uh building my own brand. As far as like music wise, I really am on like an independent tip. I really just would, you know, like I said, I look at it as a brand. Like some of my 
guys that I look to as like Nipsey Hussle, you know what I'm saying? Dom Kennedy, you know what I'm saying? Or on that tip, Currency, early Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? When he was getting turned down deals. So that's really my aim for what I'm pretty going for for the future, music-wise. So you're not, you, you're saying you're trying to keep on that independent type of wave? And that was also something else I wanted to ask your opinion on because, you know, the record labels, they have their their shady dealings. You know, you don't have to be like a rap purist to know that much that they screw a lot of up and coming artists, especially to these 360 deals and promise them all these different things. Is you, So you're, you're trying to stay out of that whole mess, basically. Yeah, or at least at least until I, because like I said, I look at this as a business, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. So if, if I'm going into any kind of business deal, I need to leverage. If I don't got the leverage, you know what I'm saying, they really just going to fuck me over at the end of the day. So uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I would never work with, uh, you know what I'm saying, a, a record label, because I've had a record label. I had a couple of record label meetings before, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't work with a record label, but nine times out of 10, if it's not in my favor, you know, and they, they got, they trying to put me in this crazy 360 deal for seven albums or something like that. I more than likely turn that down and really come back to the table when I feel like I got that leverage, man. That's one thing I learned from Nipsey, you know, like if, if, if you're not getting what you need, then he back to the drawing boards, get back to grinding, man. And then come back and present that later. That is something I, I can't remember. I apologize. I can't remember what track it was. I think it might have been actually Salah. You said I figured my worth and I added tax. Or I, mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I before I figured my worth, I added tax. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's something that I don't know if there's a parallel there between mass com. I'm sure there is, and and the the music industry. I think with mass com, it's more so once you get like you know Chappelle. I'm thinking of right there mm-hmm. when he signed Go. with uh yeah with yeah he's he's fantastic when he signed <laughs> Chappelle's show and then everyone thought he was ridiculous for just moving to to Africa just you know mm-hmm. it's the same it's it's so sad how they take advantage of these smaller guys I man because it's there's nothing really I mean unless you're undeniable you kind of it's a weird mixture I feel like you have to have between knowing your worth but also understanding that you kind of have to work for some things. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's a balance that anyone's going to get correctly. There's again, I think it comes down to people with a ton of star power though. Mm-hmm. And it comes down with people with a lot of star power. And I feel like today's age is kind of like, is allowing us to, as artists, you know, no matter what you do, whether it's music, comedy, you know what I'm saying? Mass com, you know, what you're doing right now is an art form. Uh, anything that you're doing, you know what I'm saying, that anybody is talented in, we're realizing that social media and the internet is allowing us to figure our worth because now we have that direct-to-consumer aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Dave Chappelle, if if we were still in – you know, 2006, where when when was when was Chappelle show popping? Probably like 2006, maybe six. Uh, I know five. he he made his comeback from Africa in 2011 because I was he did a show in Connecticut, and I remember a friend of mine went, and he actually ended up uh, bombing and then saying "fuck you" to the crowd and leaving. So I think it was oh, around right. 2000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such, a, such a Chappelle thing to do, just like ah, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it was 2006, 2007 that Chappelle show was at its height. Cause that's when he, after that, he just went off to Africa for a few years. Mm-hmm. So if we were still in those times, you know, where you pretty much needed mainstream media to pop off, 
he probably would have came back from Africa and he probably would have signed another bullshit deal probably with Comedy Central or something like that and they would have paid him, you know, would have put it on Netflix. He wouldn't have got paid from the streams and nothing like that. But it's just like now with the internet booming, now it's Dave Chappelle don't have to go through a middleman to actually get his stuff out. He can go straight to Netflix and he can get that bag. You know, I can... I can now create uh, uh, ads to where I can reach certain people that like my type of music and then I can interact with them directly through DM and I can sell them merchandise directly through DM instead of signing to a label to where they taking a percentage of everything that I make in a 360 deal. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really the times that we in, man, we blessed to actually as artists to actually be able to realize our worth, bro. And that's that's really big. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I wanted to just kind of go on off of that. I wanted to talk about you as this, this, again, I keep saying up and coming, but I just forget. I'll say up and coming for now. You, the, the, the process and the journey you've taken, you said you haven't been able to make a livable amount of money off of it yet. Right. Just off. through uh, the even, a, Yeah. Even through Puma merchandise, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not livable for sure. So what are you doing right now in terms of like supplementing that? Cause that's always something I'm really curious about is like how young artists supplement their stuff, especially when they're getting to the point where you're at, where you're also, you're, you're making a couple extra dollars, you know what I'm saying? Doing what you want to do. So how, what are you doing right now? So as of right now, um, I do like a lot of, uh, entrepreneur stuff. So I'll, um, like, like I said, the age of the internet, man, I got like uh, Amazon stores, you know, automated Amazon stores working for me, uh, automated Walmart stores working for me, me and my business partner, we do like the Turo gigs. So we got a couple cars, a couple fleet of cars on Turo. Uh, I trade the Forex markets, man. I do a lot of, a lot of different stuff to just try to supplement it, everything that comes in. So that's why, you know, at the end of the day, I'm trying to actually hop hop on the merch even harder just so I can make that, you know, another stream of income. So that's pretty much the main things that I got going for myself though, is, uh, the automated stores, man. So I have, I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea how any of that stuff works. Can you describe that to me? And then anyone that's listening that might not know how that works. Is that, is that, Oh no, wait, that's, that wouldn't be drop Dropbox. No, not Dropbox or drop shipping. Is yeah, that is? yeah, yeah, yeah. So drop shipping. So, so it's it's a couple of different ways to do it. You got people that do it from Shopify, mm-hmm. um, but that with that you will probably have to have you know you got to build your own website. You got to you know what I'm saying uh, find your source of products and stuff like that. But for me, I got one through Amazon and Walmart. So basically, I'm using Amazon's infrastructure and Walmart's infrastructure to basically sell wholesale items at a retail price. And then, um, you know, so if, if the customer has any problems on my Walmart store, they can contact Walmart for a refund. You know, if they have any problems oh. on my Amazon store, they can contact Amazon for a refund. And I have, uh, it's automated, so I don't really do nothing. I have people, <laughs> you know, overseas that's, that's actually running the store for me. So they source the products. They shipped out, you know what I'm saying? If it's any returns, they do the return process. They talk to the, you know, talk to any customers that have any questions. If my store, like one of my stores right now is is under review for Amazon for some reason, I don't know why. They, you know, ask me for my email. They send out the email. They, you know, do all of that. And it's just a 75, 25 split at the end of every month. So that's one of my things that I got going. Um, 
And like I said, like a lot of entrepreneur stuff, man, like small investments here and there, investing in the crypto. Uh, like I said, the Turo fleets, um, current, I mean, uh, uh, Forex markets. I do a little bit of trade, day trading here and there. So, yeah, man. man. What, so, and real quick, we'll get off of the uh, the entrepreneurial stuff. So the, the, you said that there's a fleet of, is that like a car service or like renting out stuff? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so Turo. So Turo is Turo. like, uh, yeah, you know what Turo is, but it's like Airbnb for cars. So what we'll do is, you know, and we got a, you know, I got a bunch of homies that's connected. So I got homies that help us build a credit, you know, get funded for the, you know, business credit and stuff like that. So what we'll do is, We'll, we'll get the credit right, you know what I'm saying? They'll get us some funding. And then now we're able to take the bank's money and we're able to invest it to make more money. So we'll go and we'll get, uh, you know, cars under my business name, under our EIN. And, you know, we'll take the cars and we'll put them on Turo. And then let oh, the Turo, okay. yeah, let the Turo, let that, you know, put it on Turo, let that cover the car note, let it cover the, uh, their insurance. And then boom, anything after that is profit. Damn, man. All right. Well, I did, listen, it, I, it seems like you got it. Like there's a, there's a great system here. You got it all figured out. That's I, honestly, that's, that's fantastic because I feel like, again, as creators, guys like us, we need to figure out a way to, like you said, supplement, supplement the main, uh, the main passion, which is for you. That's, yeah. that's music for you. That's being an influencer. Um, you know, it's great. I feel like in any area, it's just great to pick up extra skills to where you can make money and have those multiple sources of, of income. I feel like. Mm-hmm. facts because once you get the main bag which is you know from your art you got to figure out somewhere to put the money man so definitely. and then those sources they bring in money for themselves and then it's just more money mm-hmm. exactly man put them dollars to work absolutely so talk to me about the merch or is that something that you have someone else on your team creating or you are you doing it yourself i mean like where where are the influences and can i have some for free <laughs> hey man, we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely send you a care package, man. We'll hook awesome, you up, dog. <laughs> but uh, nah, man, I got my creative director, man. Well, really, I'm hands on with a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm really hands on with everything. But you know, my team, of course, my creative director, that my homie Cadrian, you'll see me uh tagging him on anything that I post. You know, because he helps direct the videos. He helps do the storyboarding for the videos. He searched out the 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 goddamn uh, videographer that we using now. So man, he helps out a lot. So what we'll do is we we constantly bouncing ideas throughout the day, every single day about everything. And he's also a fashion designer, has his own line. So he helped me out with a lot of the merch. So man, we got some dope, dope shit coming, bro. Is it like, are you focusing on any type of specific area? Are you doing bags? Uh, I'm obviously clothing that goes without saying, but mm-hmm. long sleeve shorts. I mean, talk to me about what type of stuff you're making. Oh man, we're going to have, of course, the, the main stuff, the tees, we're going to have uh, some, uh, you know, one of the main things these days is the, the uh, mesh shorts. We're going to do like some mesh shorts, uh, probably do like a couple of jerseys. Um, but you know, we got, as far as we're going to do some hats, because, you know, I'm big on the fitted hats, too, if you notice from the, from the page. Oh, I know. So, oh, yeah. That didn't go yeah. unnoticed. Trust me. <laughs> so we're going to do, we're going to do, like, some exclusive hat drops. I'm going to have my own custom pins for the hats, too. So, and uh, we take it as far as, like, having ashtrays, you know what I'm saying? Different ashtrays for the most high. So, like I said, the most high is layered. So I smoke a lot of weed, too. So, <laughs> so we're going to have, like, you know, it's a bunch of different stuff we're going to try to bring other than the normal teas and, you know, 
uh, shorts and stuff like that too. But we have a bunch of stuff, man. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I hope, uh, I hope it's not, are you going through a specific website? Cause I know some of the websites they'll, uh, they'll upcharge big time for, mm-hmm. for stuff, you know, like it's, it's like 60, $70 for it's like, Oh, you know oh, what I mean? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. You're not. We, uh, we actually going through, like I said, my, my creative director, he's a fashion designer as well. So he has a uh, connects overseas to different factories and stuff like that. So we going 100% legit, man. I'm trying to have, like I said, like everything, and uh, like I said earlier, like everything for me, I'm looking at it as a brand. So everything got to be full circle. So when people touch these tees and they touch this merch, they're gonna it's gonna Gotta be, be quality. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be quality. It's gonna feel like some some Kanye Yeezus merch or something like that, man. <laughs> That's respect because I feel like it's easy for a lot of people to bring the entertainment obviously like you are and having that multifaceted game and then when it comes to the merch be like all right um i I don't have to really work towards getting this to be a hundred percent poly you know but it's a different level to say and i'm sure this has crossed your mind it's like hey if i don't want to if i wouldn't wear this i'm not going to make the people that support me wear it you know and so it's like that's what we do for the show here uh we do stuff through a website and we do champion only and it's a little bit Mm -hmm. more expensive to make but it's champion. So like, yeah, yeah. People like to wear that stuff, man. So I, I respect that a lot. Not cutting any corners. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to keep it a hundred percent for your brand, man. Your brand. I mean, at the end of the day, it ain't all about the money to start off. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, you building a brand, your brand reputation. Like, you know, when you get, when people get your merch, you want them to feel like they got their money's worth, you know? So in the, in the end, you can actually build that brand to where, you can upcharge. Now you're selling your tees for a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's about, it's just about building that, uh, what you call it? Brand, uh, um, dang, I can't remember the exact brand, word, brand but, awareness. Is that what you, uh, no, nah, not brand awareness. Like the, the brand authenticity for lack of better word. Oh, I got you. I know to go with that, but you know, making it as authentic as a brand that you go to Macy's the cop, you know, what I'm yeah. saying? As, as authentic as a Nike, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. And even, even on a level of just a, a authenticity, authenticity type of thing where you're saying, Hey, you know, I'm not going to cheat you guys. As we talked about before, I'm not going to cheat you out of a good shirt. If you, if you pay enough to support me like that. Cause that's, I dude, if you really think about that, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot is the people that really support, it's such an insane thing to think about where you put something out and people love it enough to where they'll buy a shirt or they'll sit down. For me, it's like they'll watch an episode all the way through. It's nuts. I, mm-hmm. I When I think about that, my brain is like, you know, it explodes, dude. It's because it's like, I don't know. That's the ultimate type of peak, I feel like, as an artist that you can have. is someone wanting to, because I see you get tons of love, too. When when you put out a little snippet of Salah, it was like, I checked your stories like across the top. Of the <laughs> so you can get tons of love, man. I, I feel like that's because you're so authentic. And that's also because you're, you're almost, you seem like a visionary dude. Is that something that you'd want to at some point get into? I, I don't know about like public speaking, but it seems like you also have this bigger message that you want to get out there that maybe you're not waiting on doing, but it seems like, through your music or whatever else you want to get out there. Is that, is there a specific message that you'd have built in that you want to tell people about? Yeah, man, it actually, and it is it, it, crazy. It's funny that you say that because I feel like the message that I'm trying to get out there is manifesting as I grow. Cause the main message to me is 
yo, you can really do whatever the fuck you want to do. You know what it's I'm a saying? Fucking if you, fact. Like if you if you really just put the time in, if you make strategic moves and not just man, you know, just for example, if you're an artist, just oh yeah, I'm gonna drop a, a a song a week just because so and so did it and that made them pop. Like no, like be strategic with it. Like you know, actually build that following, build that community. Like you can honestly do whatever the fuck you want to do. So that's really the message that I be trying to, that I that I'm trying to get out. Like the bigger message, but it is like I said, it's crazy that you say that because as I keep progressing, I feel like more people especially people around me or people that grew up with me, they starting to realize like, damn, like he's really making this shit happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what I want to do is just to inspire others to, to, to reach your goals. Don't ever stop dreaming because you know, at the end of the day, man, like you don't want to fall into the matrix, bro. <laughs> and like I say, at the end of the day, for me, the main goal is freedom. It's always just freedom. Like how, how much of my time can I buy back? That's my main goal. So yeah. Dude, I, I, that's so fantastic you say that, man. That's, but it's funny, you know what? And again, everything happens for a reason. That's been a, a large theme in my life recently is people are just now starting to come around to the fact, oh, hey, you know, Jake, now he's, uh, I recently, um, uh, it's not signed a deal, but I, I have this uh, this deal with a local like promotion near me where I do play by play. So now people, as you said, are coming yeah. around and being like, oh, he's actually, he might be able to do, it's a fantastic feeling. Did you, I'm assuming you had a point where, you know, you're, you're maybe just starting out. And I know you said off the bat with your music, it was pretty well received. Was there any points where kind of everyone had counted you out and you had to kind of like prove them wrong in a sense? Um, man, not, no, not yet. Well, let me, let me well, I feel like, I feel like everything is perspective. I feel like I feel, and, and this is one thing that, I feel like a lot of creatives need to need to uh, realize too is that um, you don't create for your friends. You're never mm. going to find your fan base in your friends. And I say that to say, I don't I don't think that my friends count me out because I know I got hella support from a lot of my friends. But I'd be like, I kind of use that as motivation, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, like I want to show the I want to show them that you know, like, okay. Cause I get a lot of love, but I get a lot of love from the people that don't know who the hell I am and mm. never met me a day in their life. You know what I'm saying? They only know me through Instagram. Kind of like, you know, you only know me through Instagram, but you know, it's hella love there though. But you know, I, I kind of use that as motivation as not getting the love from the people that I grew up with as consistent as motivation. But as far as like, <clears throat> Other people, like outside people, count me out, man. I honestly haven't had that yet, man. Like every time I, um, you know, I, I, I really release something, and it's probably because the people that I'm reaching out to is real tailored. Like my 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 audience is real focused in. Like I said, like when I'm doing my marketing, like I know the type of music that I make. I'm only going to interact with the, the 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 people that are liking the type of music that I make. So I interact with J. Cole's fans. I interact with, you know, Cos fans, Dreamville, you know, things of that sort. So it's kind of focused in. So it's, it, I haven't really had that doubt yet, man. Everybody always tell me like, yo, keep going. Like, you got it, bro. You got it. And that's, you know, motivation, man. 
Yeah, I, I don't think you'd also be the type of guy because I feel like every creative is going to have that point in their journey where someone might count them out. I don't think you'd be the type of guy to to let that affect him. You know, you seem very cerebral and you seem very confident in yourself. But I, again, I think that's going to be something that just comes along because with every creative, that's something that just happens in our journeys. You said your friends don't necessarily it's not that they don't show love but they're not the ones necessarily posting your stuff do you is there any particular reason for that or is it just like oh this dude doesn't need my help he's doing fine already or is it like oh yeah you know what do you think that is i think it's a little bit of i think it's a little bit of a little bit of that like people look at it as you know marshawn already got a fan base like he just need to keep going he good and i also feel like it's just you know, I feel like that because you will hear this from a lot of creators, you know, what I'm saying they'll be like, you know, uh, my friends don't support me. And and I was I was big on that at first, like when I was when I first started rapping, because I tell people all the time when you start doing anything creative, your first drop, everybody's going to be all over it just because yep. they want to see what is what is up. Can Marshawn rap? Can he yep. do this? And then it's just like you think that all your friends show you love that you grew up with on your first drop. You think that that love is going to continue, but it starts to dwindle down, dwindle down, dwindle down. Then it's like, you know, at that point, you have to start reaching out for people who don't actually know you. But um, I feel like, like I said, you'll hear that from a lot of creators, man. And I feel like it's really just one of those things to where nobody ever just shows you the love that you should get until the outside shows you the love that you should get. You know what I'm saying? And I see I see that, honestly, with Travis Scott. Because Travis Scott went to the high school, the rival high school, five minutes up the street from me. Oh, oh wow. When he was, okay. Yeah, when he was making music in high school, every, nobody, like, everybody, in the, not everybody in the city, but a lot of people around the area was just like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, this shit trash. Nigga can't rap. He can't do this. Right. Like, literally, like, but when he when he finally decided to, you know, make his moves outside the city and then now he's this big mogul, everybody wanted shoes, everybody want this, everybody in the city want that. And it's just like, y'all wasn't giving him this love when he was in the city. So I feel like that's that's just a part of, you know, being a creative and actually trying to monetize your art. Like people who are closer to you are never gonna show you that love until the people outside that don't know you start to show you that love and it's just like dang we really grew up with a star <laughs> you're just not noticing it <laughs> that's also a good feeling kind of being like you know you, you, finally making it i haven't gotten to that point but it, I, i'm assuming it must be a great feeling when you get to that point is finally like you climb the mountain and then you see all the people that weren't necessarily like calling your name before and then it's like yeah you know what i and now that i made it you know what i'm saying i proved everyone right. that's got to be a fantastic feeling i want to go back though real quick Sure. You had said your your target audience is kind of more so in that that J. Cole Dreamville type of area. And that makes sense because again, you're a very lyrical type of guy. You bring a lot of messaging in your music. Is that someone mm -hmm. or a, a rap collective that you'd wanna perhaps do some work with in the future? Or are there any collectives out there that you'd want to do some work with? You know, like a Dreamville or a uh uh top dog or something like that? Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely would want to do some work with them because, you know, that's why I came up jamming. Like, you know, I was on J. Cole, and, you know, when, when especially when people ask me, like, who your favorite artist these days? And I'd be like, man, it's kind of sound cliche, but I'm going to say 
Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, just because I was on Drake before, you know, so far gone. I was on J. Cole in, in the warm-up. I was on, you know, Kendrick, you know, when he was way before Section 80, the Kendrick Lamar EP. So, uh, definitely, man, Dreamville would be definitely some people I want to do some work with. Uh, Top Dog, you know, I definitely want to do some work with. But another is Griselda, man. Oh, my God, Griselda's talented. <laughs> If I can get if I can get anything with Benny Conway or Westside, Stove God Cooks up there too, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely anybody. Those those three will probably be like my top three like rap collectors in today. Yeah, dude, I I remember talking about Griselda. I remember them going on. I saw they did a fire in the booth. And then they also did Funk Flex. And I know there was that whole thing with Funk where he, he like he didn't really he wasn't really getting that hype, but they, they were going crazy. But they're another like they're another group where it's just like insane lyricism, kind of the old school type of more so lyricism and to bring it into today. They're they're super talented, man. I mean, like it's it's insane. It's nuts. And it's weird that I think maybe now more so they're coming into the kind of the, the main zeitgeist of rap, but before they were kind of, as we talked about, I felt like on the outside, a little bit more niche. And they also do great work with the alchemist. I mean, he's, Oh my mm-hmm. God. Fantastic producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alchemist is tough, man. Alchemist, one of my favorite producers, but yeah, man, Griselda is a, hey, they doing, they, damn, they doing the damn thing, man. I can't even lie. Like, and it's crazy because one of my homies put me on to them probably like man probably like three four maybe like four years ago and he and he's from buffalo and he said t- he said man yo you need to check these cats out man they dope man i was like man you know anytime anybody introduce you to some new music i know me personally i i gotta be in the mood to listen to new music so i did not listen to him at that time but something made me go jam tana talk three by benny and i and i and this was probably like a year and a half later and i was like yo bro I was like, man, I should have listened to you, dog. <laughs> and then I was probably jamming Tana Talk 3 for probably like four or five months straight, man. And then I started to dive more into Benny and more into Conway and more into West Side. And man, they're my guys now, man. Dude, it's, and this is the case with all rap collectives, but I've never seen, at least maybe in this sense, where guys that are part of that group, they're so dope. On a on a you know a solo level, so like Benny the Butcher, you know Conway, like they're all I can listen to their stuff solo for days, and then when they get into a group, it's just it's on steroids. It's disgusting. I've never, especially for some weird reason, when they're live, <laughs> and like having to do something like in studio for for like a free, st- they get like a plus five attribute. It's so weird, man. And I feel you. And you know what it is too. It's this what you spoke about earlier about me. It's the authenticity, man. It's just like yeah. when you when I'm hearing when I'm hearing any one of them rap, I'm like, yo, like they really did this. Like they was really in the kitchen cooking this shit up. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> they was really selling. You know, doing like they was really doing. It's like it's it's too detailed for them to not have been doing that shit. So that's really what it is, man. You can really feel it. Like get goosebumps just jamming them boys, man. Them niggas is nice. I th- you know what you know I know that their music is like authentic you know very authentic is I'll be driving out of the cul-de-sac that I live in and I'll be like listening to Benny the Butcher and I'll be like I feel scary right now like I feel like I'm a menace you know what I'm saying <laughs> driving to my my Mazda yeah so no dude they're they're fantastic like they they 
it's clear that they're about what they rap about, which is so funny because I didn't know that Buffalo kind of like, you know, you, you, they, they always talk about like Buffalo has the highest murder. I didn't know about that side of necessarily Buffalo until they started rapping about it too. So they, they kind of like put, and I don't mean the, the vibe, I mean, just like the rapping side of Buffalo. I didn't know that there was a, I don't want to say a market down there, but that, that, that culture of rap over there, I, I you know, they, maybe they're the only guys that have come out of Buffalo. I'm not sure I'd have to read up, up more on that, but man, ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I think they are the only ones that came out of Buffalo. Cause every time I hear them talk about it in interviews, they say, um, uh, the only other person is like Rick James or something like that. The music wise that actually come out of Buffalo. Yeah. But yeah, man, they, they one of them ones right now, man. I, I'm probably going to jam Tana Talk 3 today. <laughs> I'll put it in. I, I'll do uh, one of the songs off Tana Talk 3 for the introduction for this, uh, for this podcast. You talked about like artists being about what they talk about. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on these guys? Cause we talked about it at the beginning of the show, kind of more so, the 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 branding more so than the music the guys like i hate to use them as an example but like a little pump or like a you know a six nine where you're not really sure necessarily if they're about what they rap about what's your perspective mm-hmm. on that uh do you, do you think it's more so like entertainment is king or do you, you you think you should be more so about the truth of rapping about what you rap about you know what i mean Man, to be honest, uh, I feel like you should. I feel like you should. I feel like you you got to keep it one hundred percent authentic. Just because I feel like that's what hip hop. That's what makes hip hop so different than. Well, I ain't gonna say different because I feel like I don't listen to country music, but people tell me all the time like country music. They be talking about some shit in country music too, but I feel like that's what makes rap a little different than other categories of music because it's the authenticity in it. And, you know, and as we can see, rap is a very dangerous game if you're not really about that life like you're really talking about. So <laughs> so I really feel like, man, you really shouldn't even put yourself in that position if you ain't really about that. If you ain't really about having those straps, don't rap about that shit. You know what I'm saying? So that I, I really stand strong on that. Like, we got to keep <clears throat> hip-hop as pure and as authentic as possible because at the end of the day, it don't matter. It really don't matter what you rap about. Like it's some, it's enough people in this world for everybody to have a fan base. You know what I'm saying? You just got to go find them. So it's like, don't, 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 don't imitate. Don't put on the imitation just to get for some clout. You know what I'm saying? Really be about what you, your art is actually about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm big on that, bro. Yeah. And a great follow up question would be, you talked about getting clout and I think it's again, something that you could say across the board for entertainment of any type, whether it be podcasting, radio, you get to that point where you reach this junction where you could either sell out or become a little bit more niche and have, like you said, be about what you talk about. Do you think that clout rappers are good for the game in, in certain senses? Obviously they're not about what they rap about and that's in its own way dangerous, but they do kind of reach Sounds stupid to say, but those like 14 year old kids that are like, yeah, you know, I want to feel it, it reaches them. So <laughs> would you say it brings hip hop to a more mainstream audience? And in that sense, would you say that there's some upside to it? Um, no, I don't think there's no upside to it just because, and it's, it's, it's no shade to any of those artists. You know what I'm saying? No shade to any of those artists. It's just me looking deeper into the game. Like when I re- when you really realize and like, 
why those are why those songs reach those kids those songs reach those kids or these certain type of music reaches the masses because that's where these labels are putting these marketing dollars mm. so if these labels put these marketing dollars behind actual you know and like i said it's a it's a fan base for everybody like every you know what i'm saying it's it's a it's enough people out there for everybody to have a fan base so i really feel like if they wanted to push a more of a, you know, conscious type of music. You could find the audience for those conscious type of people. But, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like, I don't feel like it's no good in it just because what I feel like the, what these artists are pushing is much more detrimental to the youth than it is um, positive for them. You know what I'm saying? At the end of yeah. the day. That is the other yeah, side so, of it, where they're, where they're teaching mm-hmm. these the, the values not to be real, to value clout over actually being about what you say. And that's something mm-hmm. that I've always enjoyed about J. Cole and all these guys, Kendrick, mm-hmm. that they're rapping about stuff that's actually going on. And mm-hmm. I think it was in, I can't remember what track it was. Uh, Kendrick's like, oh yeah, like I've been going through. So, you know, a lot of people put me out. So they're not afraid to kind of, or even a, the Heaven's EP, record by J. Cole, where he talks yeah, about yeah. having to deal with the, uh, the the consequences of being this guy that everyone looks up to. That should be the stuff I feel like that gets put out there more than anything else, because mm-hmm. it's a it's a different perspective and it's something that's real. Mm-hmm, exactly. And just on top of that, I feel like that's where you really connect with like for especially for me, like so for instance, J. Cole, man, I really, really connected with J. Cole from Friday Night Lights. You know what I'm saying, or and not even before, not even, not even. It was before Friday Night Lights. It was uh, it was on the warm up when he he got a track called School Days. I don't know if you heard it before, but it's the the what was the beat. I'm slacking. I'll listen. I'll listen to it after the interview. Yeah, man. Hey, if you listen to that, you're going to feel like you're walking the halls in whatever high school you went to, and it's just like everything is just relatable. And I just say it to say, I just feel like that's where you really connect with your artists. You know, what I'm saying that you really fuck with when they are saying something that's relatable. I feel like these new artists, like the little pumps, and I feel like that. I feel like that phase of rap is done with, anyways. You know, yeah. what I'm saying I feel like I feel like there's always a phase of rap that comes in a wave. And then eventually it dies off, then the real shit comes back. And then something else comes and then it dies off, then the real shit end up coming back. So I feel like uh, they be pushing a lot of like the, like the little pumps was pushing a lot of drug use and, and all of, you know, and taking pills. And it's, I feel like it's emotional rap. Like, I mean, speaking about how depressed they are and shit like that. And that's why you had a J. Cole during that time come out with K.O.D. You know what I'm saying? That was a direct response to all of that bullshit that they was dropping. So I really feel like, uh, you know, when artists are really speaking on what they're going through or what's actually going on in, in, in real life, that's where you actually connect with the artists. And that's actually where hip hop was birthed anyways. Like, that's how hip hop started. You know what I'm saying? So speaking on certain issues in the neighborhood. <clears throat> that's, I feel like, where you shine with your stuff. And I've said it multiple times. This interview is your authenticity. What do you, so? What is your like writing process like? Do you sit down, or is this just something that you get where you feel inspired? You're like, I gotta, I gotta jot this down real quick. This is what I'm feeling in the moment. Let me get this down. Or do you sit down in the studio? Is it long hours? Talk to me about that. Uh, 
Man, I really, I really do a lot of my writing at the crib. So I'll be at, I'll be at the house. Um, but I don't, man, it's really the beats. And it's crazy because I used to hear artists say this all the time, but, <laughs> and I used to think it was so cliche, but the beats actually speak to you. Like the beats are telling me what to write. Like if it's a swaggy beat, then I come on, you know, I just come on it real swaggy. Like if it's, if it's a beat that give me like storytelling type vibes and I, you know, give a story, you know, give a story to it. Like it just, it just depends. Like, you know, uh, but the writing process, man, I really just, I really just, man, it's, it's, it's really no blueprint to it, to be honest with you. Like sometimes uh, I just need like a line, you know, and I build the verse just from that line. Sometimes the hook come to me first. Um, man, it's, it really be all over the place, man. Like, I, to be honest with you. But I do a lot of my writing at home. And when I get to the studio, that's, it's really just all about the performance. Okay. How do you, mm-hmm. so in terms of, cause you said there was multiple styles of songs, right? The storytelling were kind of like swaggy or like out there, like I'm the man. What's your favorite type? Would you say when everything's unraveling and you get to, you hit that stride with your, with your writing, what's your favorite type of song to kind of like put out there? If that makes any sense. Uh, something where I'm speaking on some issues mm-hmm. like, cause like my, probably like my favorite song, um, man, my favorite song that I have that I've actually ever made is the one that I haven't released, but I'm speaking on like money issues, like kind of how, um, like money is like, it's, it's, it's not real. Like, we, of course we need it, but you know what I'm saying? It's just the positions that we put in, like, you know, it's different stuff like that. People being money whores, doing anything for a dollar, you know, but, uh, I really like putting out somewhere I'm really speaking on something. You know what I'm saying? Got a got a kind of like a concept behind it a little bit, but um, probably either between that and probably like the the the, the swaggy raps. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just what comes natural too. Got you. Okay. So you also said in terms of of the beat making and the performance when you get in there and and you you've already written everything down. What is because I'm I've never really done any of this stuff myself you you know talk to me about are there multiple takes with you trying to get a song out there in terms of you know booth recording and all that stuff or is it mostly just like one straight through for you like you know and what's also another great question follow-up question would be what's the most difficult process you've had in terms of a song where it's like i have everything written down i just gotta perform it but damn it's been like two (laughs) three hours already and you know like what's talk to me about that (laughs) yeah so um what was the first question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a, that was a multi-layered question. That's like a no-no in mascom. Yeah, so basically, yeah. what's what's usually the performance uh, in terms of being in the booth, like you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, man. I, I, I you know, I it's funny because I used to call myself one take showing all the time, but I'm rarely one take, man. Like <laughs> it's really like um, really what I love doing. Just to get the jitters off, first thing I do when I go in the booth, no matter what my voice sound like, because my voice does love to crack a lot. Mm-hmm. So my studio sessions probably won't be no longer than probably four or five hours at the most. But um, I like to go in there first off, get the whole, go through the whole verse just so I can get the jitters off. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, I'll tell my engineer, you'll mute that one. 
we're going to go through it again. You know what I'm saying? And I'll probably go through it uh, maybe like halfway through. And I, now I know like where my breaths need to be taken at so I can actually keep going or where I may need to stop at and plug in. And then what we'll do is I'll probably go through it and probably like plug in. Which that means, if you do, well, for those who don't know what that means, I'll probably go into like maybe like four bars in. I'll probably start running out of breath and I'll tell them like, you know, stop right there. And then uh, from there, you know, we'll probably go through and just be like, you know, at, from there we can kind of like piece together like, hum, I kind of like the first part of the, the full one that I put down, but I kind of like the second part of the, you know, the second take. And we kind of like go in and kind of like piece everything together from there. So. Okay. Yeah, that, that's how usually. That's funny. That's how I make a video sometimes. Is I'll take. Mm-hmm. I'll always do two takes. One all the way through, and then one is the first one's probably yeah. usually more segmented for me, just because again it's getting those jitters out, and I'm not. It's funny in a podcast setting. I can talk for long periods of time, and I don't stumble. But for some reason, when I get in front of a camera, I stumble. So that's usually the stumbling take, and then the yeah. second one is just money. And then so then if I like something from the first one, splice it in. So that's that's funny that there's that parallel there. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yep, be creators, man. There's a lot of parallels in, in just being a creative, man. Like I said, you you're an artist too, man. That's, what you're doing is an art form, bro. I hope, yeah, man. I, I really hope that uh, my voice is is reaching a bunch of people, and that you know, in the same way that I'm sure you want to get yourself out there and be a a type of a beacon for people, you know, getting your messaging out there and trying to help people. That's definitely something that I'm looking to do as well. I think it's it gives you, and let me know if you felt this way. It gives me. Uh, a much more of a boost on nights where I necessarily don't want to put in the work is having such a strong why. Do you have yeah. you had that? Was there was there a time before you had your why as an artist as a creative? Um, was there a time before I had my why? Yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Do you, does that make to say sense? Like, like explain it to me. So so you know a why would be like uh, why you're doing something you know mm-hmm. before I I knew that I wanted to get my voice out there to help and and kind of inspire others it was more so just because I found that I like talking on mic and it was just all right well this is something that I, I enjoy doing for now and then as I kind of grew it was like all right well now I know I have much more of a mission if that makes mm-hmm. sense no yeah that makes perfect sense it may it, it brought me back to it yeah I was exactly like that because when I first originally started doing music. <clears throat> I was in school, so and uh, I was in college, and I was in this small town in East Texas called Nacogdoches, Texas. And you know, after like after freshman year, we probably we weren't going home for the summer anymore. I had a job, so and then you know it was a small town, so it was literally nobody there from the school besides people who was doing summer school. So we, I was originally started making music just to pass the time, and really just because all my homies was doing it too. And they actually convinced me to get on a song. And that's what started that first verse that everybody started liking. So <laughs> I originally started to do it the past time. And then, uh, as, like I said earlier, like, as people started liking the music and I started getting the positive feedback, it was just like, man, where can I actually take this? So that's really where I found my why. And it was just like, my why was, my why was really like, kind of like a why not? Like, that's one of really one of my biggest things. It was kind of like, it was kind of like, like I said, like, man, like this shit coming to me very naturally. People are really gravitating towards this. Why wouldn't I try to push this? You know what I'm saying? So that's really where I came in. I, I think that's a great uh, mixture to have is is realizing that you have a, a ton of talent in something 
and then just taking it to that next step and, and doing what you're doing where it's kind of like, okay, well, I could do this to get money or I could use my talent that's God gifted to influence people. And mm-hmm. that's, I also, I think that's what separates like really good creatives and really well-intentioned creatives from the guys, like, let's just say a little pump. Let's just say, you know, uh, not saying talking about their talent level at all, but you know, mm-hmm. like people realizing they can make it for a certain reason versus someone making it like a J Cole to be like, all right, well now I can trailblaze for people behind me. Yeah. Facts. Facts, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, I, I just think it's been, it's been great to see not only you kind of go through, because again, when I did my, I did my homework on you, it was, it was like, oh, wow. Like this guy's going through a similar, a very similar path mm-hmm. where, you know, he, he worked on his talents, his skill sets over time. You know, something that we do with the show is it's not just the show. Like we like to kind of build up the, like you said, the brand around it. So mm-hmm. making merch, you know, doing things, taking photos, you know, so it's, it's funny looking at you and seeing that while you're definitely well farther along than I am in terms <laughs> of, of, you know, uh, success, it's, it's still funny to see that there's that similarity between people that, that do create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, bro. It's a, it's a lot of similarities in there. And that's one thing that I've noticed. And really what I've noticed is this is a lot of similarities in like business overall. Cause even mm-hmm. like to the point of like, sometimes I'll get, ideas that I'll implement in my marketing plan from some of my homies that do like uh, financial, they give like financial advice or they help out, they do taxes. And I'm like, okay, you, you do approaching it this way. I kind of like the way you're approaching it that way. Like, you know, well, how, why, what, why wouldn't I approach that like this with my music? If at the end of the day, all of this is business to me, you know? So, and then it's the same way when you're an artist, like you're creative, like at the end of the day, we're creatives. It's a lot of, it's going to be a lot of similarities and parallels there for sure. So do you, I'm assuming you pick up a lot of, from a lot of different areas for people, you know, so you said you have a guy, you know, he does, he's really good with business. So you say, Hey, let me see what I can learn from you. And then you mm-hmm. have someone else, maybe a bit, is that something you say you try to keep paramount to you is, is always learning. Yeah, always learning, man, and always trying to, always trying to come up with a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, just always having something in the works. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for instance, um, and I try to just try to implement and try to really just cross over and make a lot of things connect, kind of like how I did with the music and the streetwear and the sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen these streetwear people doing these certain things. Well, let me bring this to the music side, you know what I'm saying? And this could honestly benefit me there. Or for instance, I see my, I see my, my friend that's doing the business side of it. I see him creating a group chat that he's building a community around. And now he's able to have direct to consumer access in the group chat rather than trying to find people on social media how about I do that? You know what I'm saying? Bring that into my music aspect of it. Or, you know, it's just different, different things like that. Just realizing like how things can cross over, man. And always having a plan, just staying, staying proactive. Yeah. Do you think, and we'll, we'll wrap up in a second too here, but I just want to get your opinion on this. Do you think you can succeed with a ton of talent, but not the most concrete plan? And so in the sense where someone has a lot of talent they know where they want to be, 
but sometimes they might not have the the road to get there. Do you think that's still something where you can see forward progress? Yeah, you could. Um, I feel like in those instances, those are the those are the people who kind of get messed over in the industry, though. Mm. You know, like yeah. and those are the people who get taken advantage of because they're so talented that they're only focusing on the talent and they're not realizing the other aspects of this business. Like it's all business at the end of the day, especially when you're trying to monetize anything, it's a business. You're not really, you're not really paying attention to the other business aspects of that goes around your art or your craft. So you can definitely see progress because we've seen a lot of talented artists get signed, but these artists also don't know their business part of it. And they end up getting messed over in the end. So you know, you can see a little progress from it, but it's best to, you know, have that full circle, everything full circle, not only just the art, not only just the, the quality of your, your content, but also the mind of your business. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, man, a lot of a lot of studying from Nipsey Hussle, man. I was going to say guys like that, that mix, you know, guys like Jay-Z, guys like uh, 50 was a great businessman. You know, guys like yeah. that, they seem to have the most... I guess career, well, what would be a good word? Uh, they, they have long lasting careers. And it also seems like, cause they have that plan. They're able to, to know when to take it to the next level or to invest in a certain thing. Yeah. So to a hundred percent, dude, those are the guys that always seem to just, even when they're not rapping or even when they're not recording, like they still have all these different ventures. I mean, Snoop Dogg has been doing like, <laughs> what am like, I, I have it. I saw the joke online that Snoop Dogg's just been doing side quests, like calling fights and all this stuff. And it's just like the guy just knows. Hey, that Snoop Dogg can do no wrong, man. I swear he's like, he has to be the most famous rapper ever. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Shows, so funny. I mean, uh, yeah. commentating fights, man, all kind of shit. Snoop Dogg doing. He was just on the Jamie Foxx movie that's on Netflix right now. Like, <laughs> I gotta watch that, dude. No, yeah, he's, but he's, I guess, probably the most pertinent example of that. Besides, I'd say Fifty or, or Jay is just like being an entrepreneur outside of being a creative, dude. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's fantastic to watch. Is there anything real quick before we get out of here that you wanted to say, plug anything like that? I know you got the drop. We talked about that already, but anything mm -hmm. else you wanted to uh, promote? Uh, nah, man. All right, now nah, just just the Most High coming, man. August twenty eighth, one week from today. Well, I don't know when exactly you're gonna post this, but August twenty eighth, man. The Most High EP. Y'all gotta check that out, man. Listen, Sean God, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. this. is a super fun conversation, and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, if you want to, we'll get it going again. We'll have a part two, something like that, in the future, maybe after the uh, the EP release or something like that. Hey, definitely, man. Let's get it rocking, man. I'm with it. All righty, man. Appreciate it. All right. No problem, bro. Appreciate you.